Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is Where Should Investors Hang Their License? By hang their license, that refers to associating a real estate license with a broker. Because when you first get real estate licensed, you pass the test, typically in almost all situations, you're more of a real estate agent or associate. You haven't reached the level of broker yet. And so you have to associate or hang your license with a broker to begin practicing real estate. I'm going to share with you where you should hang your license, which broker you should choose if you're a real estate investor. And if you're not a real estate investor, there's going to be some interesting tips I share with you here, but it may not be as applicable to you. All right, I'm Phil Pustiowski with FreedomMentor.com. I have been a real estate investor my entire adult life, my entire working life. I'm also mentor to many of the most successful real estate investors all across North America. Best-selling author of two books, my first book, How to Be a Real Estate Investor, and also my second book, Real Estate Investing Gone Bad. This is more for intermediate experts, shares with you what not to do. My YouTube channel is number one for real estate investing worldwide, approaching 30 million total views. And that's because I share truth, wisdom, what I call signal, because there's so much bad information out there. Now, because I share wisdom and truth from the real world, sometimes I ruffle a few feathers because some of the advice I share is beneficial to some parties but not to others. But I hope it teaches you as a real estate investor how to be better at this business. So let's talk about where you should hang your license. Real simple to explain up front. You want to you hang with a 100% broker. You can literally Google the phrase 100% real estate broker or 100% commission real estate broker for your area and some will come up. And what a 100% broker is, is it's an association with a broker whereby you get to keep 100% of the commission. Now, there's probably going to be a monthly fee. So let's, it's not totally free, right? The broker has to actually make money because they have overhead and they have all these regulations they have to follow. So there's going to be a monthly fee. Um, the one that I'm associated with, um, I just have to pay my MLS dues. And then separately, if you don't do the monthly fee, sometimes they do a per transaction fee. The one I'm a part of is per transaction. Okay, and that's going to vary from area to area. So a place like California where you have a much higher uh, uh, typical sales price is going to be more than, say, a place like Ohio or Kansas. So with a 100% broker, you don't have all the kind of requirements the typical brokerage does. So you don't have to go and uh, do what they call desk duty, where you have to pick up the phones. You don't have to go to these weekly or monthly sales meetings with the broker. You don't have to do a lot of that stuff. You may never even show up in the office. In fact, my associate with my broker, I haven't physically been in the office in years. I email and mail all the paperwork that's necessary on each file, but I don't actually go there in person. So that's very efficient for you. A lot less time you doing the traditional real estate side of things. Now, you may not be aware, I have a video called should real estate investors get a real estate license? 
So if you haven't watched that, you may want to watch that video because in there I discuss when it makes sense to have a license. Whereas in this I'm sharing with you the fact that you, let's say you've already made the, the conclusion you're going to get your real estate license, where you should hang it. Okay, so if you're paying either a per transaction, which, you know, that can range from, let's say, 300 to 600 and there, the, this might just be your MLS dues, which those can uh, can vary. They, they may come in maybe 50 to to $100 a, year, uh, a month, which turns out to like $500 to $1,000 a year. So if you do it this way, you get to keep the rest of that commission 100%. And not only is that a benefit in that you get to keep the full commission, right? But the bigger benefit is the flexibility you have. See, when you have a broker, most real estate brokerages are not 100%. They are 50-50, they're 60-40, they're 70-30. You get the idea. When you have that kind of arrangement, you don't get to tinker with how much goes toward commission and how much is your profit as a real estate investor because the broker wants their cut. So now, in a way, you have a partner in every deal. And um, especially if, because I usually list these properties on the MLS when I sell them after I rehab them. And we have great videos on, on the whole subject of selling houses. And almost always you sell a house by putting on the MLS. So there's going to be some sort of listing agent involved. And if you are a part of a brokerage, 50, 60, 70%, uh, you get to keep, but you have to give this kind of number back to the broker. They may not want you to tinker with that and reduce your commission to zero because for tax purposes, you don't want to get the 1099. You'd rather all that go to maybe your LLC. We have some, uh, the updated tax rules make it better for um, pass-through entities, for example. So I love the flexibility of the 100% uh, commission structure because it gives me flexibility from a tax perspective. It gives me flexibility and maybe I want to incentivize a seller or a buyer and do it legally. So I love that about it, and of course I get to keep um, all 100% uh, minus these these fees right here. Uh, but also, as we talked about, there's the benefit that you don't have a lot of other things you have to deal with. I've talked to real estate agents where, and this is a true story, they have to go pick up cigarette butts along a street because the broker thought it was a good idea to sponsor that street. Good for the community. So they're picking up cigarette butts for five hours rather than going and doing real estate and making a lot more money where they could have got to hire a cleaning company to come in with the right equipment and go clean all that stuff up in 30 seconds. Okay, so if you can avoid the traditional brokerage as a real estate investor, you're going to be a lot better off. And like I was saying, when you go and Google search, because that's the easiest way to find these people is just to Google search them. And these kind of brokers, they come and they go. Some have been around a long time. Some come out and, and disappear. You Google search them, and, and one of the things that you're going to discover is you don't need to pick up one that's in your own hometown. You just need a brokerage that can affiliate with your area. So, for example, the brokerage I'm a part of, uh, they have Orlando area, Tampa area, Daytona, all the way down to Miami and South Florida. So they cover a large area because, remember, you're not going to an office. You just email things back to that broker. So when you do a Google search, you can do it even statewide. Now, the only kicker is if your state has several different MLS regions, you do need to associate or hang your license with a broker that's in your MLS region. And you might be asking me, what's your MLS region? Well, you can Google that. You can call any real estate agent 
who has any listing and just quickly ask them what's the name of the MLS that they use. That's all you got to do. So if you take this approach, I think it's far superior to any other approach as far as hanging your license. Now this is where it gets controversial. Some people bring up the subject matter of training. I'll put those in parentheses, training. And the argument is made, well, the issue with a 100% broker is there's no training. They don't teach you anything. That's true. They assume that you already know what you're doing because you're going to them as a professional real estate practitioner and you just need the benefits, but you don't need to deal with asking them a thousand questions. So that is true. They don't provide the training. However, I think training is a mirage. I think from a distance it looks good, but once you get closer, you discover as a real estate investor that it's not necessary. So let's think about that for a moment. All right, so when, when I talk about training, I'm talking about the idea that they're going to teach you how to make more money as a traditional real estate agent. And there's two ways you make money typically as a real estate agent. You make it either on listings, which these are, um, these are sellers of property that you're representing, or you make money by representing buyers. I'm just going to call them buyers here, buyer representations. Now, let's break this down. I don't want to make this too simplified, but in a way it kind of is. How difficult is it to sell a property? Seriously. It's insanely easy. You list the property on the MLS. You make sure the pricing is right, the pictures are right, the description's right. You make sure you put in the correct number of bedrooms and bathrooms and whether it's got a septic tank or whether it's on city sewer. I mean, you've got some basic stuff you put in and then voila, it gets sold. Now, if you price it wrong, the pictures are bad, you put the wrong information in, it can be difficult to sell. But literally, this is how me and my apprentices, this is how we sell thousands and thousands of deals over the last decade. We just list them on the MLS, and we do it correctly, and we list them with a flat fee agent. So we don't even get a listing agent involved to tell us what to do. We do it ourselves, and it works incredibly well. So flip that around and think to yourself, if you had to represent someone else's property, how difficult is it to sell? It's not. You list it on the MLS correctly. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of comments that came out about what I just said and how, oh, there's so much more to it, Phil. Uh, I've been a real estate agent for almost 15 years. I've been a part of thousands of deals. It's not more complicated than that. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so the next is buyers. Representing buyers. Now, can that be difficult? Okay, really it's about understanding what the buyer wants, being a good listener, asking a lot of questions. And then you may have to show them three, five, seven houses for them to even figure out what they want to begin with. But once you know what they want, then you show them what they want. You've all watched the HGTV shows where they give them three options and they pick one. Look, being a real estate agent representing a buyer is not rocket science either. Now, if you don't do it right, if you don't ask the right questions, if you show them the wrong houses, sure, it's difficult. But figure out what they want and go give it to them. Then it's a lot easier. Now, there are some, there are some details within the negotiations and all that stuff. But that's where being a real estate investor, you're already going to know that. You're going to know the ins and outs of these contracts and of the negotiation techniques because you're a real estate investor. In fact, I would argue that as it relates to maybe helping friends and family, as a real estate investor, you are the best person for them to work with. 
even if you just have your license and you use your license on the side. Because think about it. You're already in the mix of these transactions. You're in the, you're in the trenches. Because you are the buyer sometimes. You are the seller sometimes. You know how to put yourself in their shoes. So oftentimes when I'm working with a friend or a fan member, I ask, I ask them, I say, who would you rather work with? Someone who's personally sold thousands of houses, someone who's personally been a part of buying thousands of houses, would you rather work with that person or the agent who may have bought and sold maybe two or three of their own homes but then represented other people otherwise, right? So you'd much rather work with someone like me. So I say that because sometimes there's the fear that you somehow aren't going to get the training here. Well, my argument is, how much training is really necessary? Ah, but there is one piece. Leads. So ultimately, if selling the house is not that difficult, if finding the right house for the buyer is not that difficult, what's the difficult part about being a real estate agent? Ah, it's leads. So if you don't have any listing leads or buyer leads, you starve. This is the hard part. Now, as a real estate investor, you're already doing that. If you're generating enough seller leads, because that's typically where the whole funnel starts, then you're going to generate some leads that are not good for investing. They're good as a listing lead, I call them. And so you're already generating the leads. So you don't need that fancy 50-50 broker for that either. And then one more topic on that. So often I see where people say, well, yeah, but Phil, the difference is with these 50-50, 60-40 brokers, they have a big brand name. That's true. They do. But I have discovered time and again that when it comes to this business, both buyers and sellers of real estate are not nearly as enamored by brand name as they are with someone who answers the phone quickly, who sounds knowledgeable and can get what they want. And so since as an investor you're already generating the leads, you're already going to be connecting with them, you're already going to be building rapport with them, having the brand name doesn't actually matter much. Yes, there is a small benefit when they see a big fancy brand name that they see on commercials during the Super Bowl. Yeah, there is a slight credibility benefit there. However, it's not enough to, to, to be worth 40 or 50% of the commission because the key is the lead gen. Now, when they typically what real estate brokers are going to do is teach you the training on how to generate leads that, this, this is also controversial, that are going to make them wealthy, their 40 to 50%, by making you just slug it out, go door knocking and tons of direct mail and this, that, and the other. And those kind of techniques are not nearly as efficient as some of the techniques that you do as an investor for lead gen. So as an investor, you're already lead gen. Uh, that system you're putting in place is far, probably far more efficient than any training they're going to teach you on generating leads. Oh, but there's one more reason why it makes so much sense for a real estate to an uh, investor to associate with this kind of broker. It's because they are going to be supportive. So let's take a look at their business model. The 100% broker is making money on a per transaction basis. So they obviously want you to do more transactions. But also most of these brokers typically affiliate with both a closing company and a mortgage company. And they do it legally and they disclose and all that good stuff. But they typically make referral fees from both of those two companies. Or they may even own those other two companies. And so that's where they make their money. Whereas when we look 
at the other side, both brand name and off-brand name, when you have brokerage relationships where you're keeping uh, 70% and the broker is keeping 30% or even more, 50-50, the broker is making their money from these huge cuts. Now, yes, they've got expenses and all that good stuff, but where they're going to make more money is by you doing more traditional real estate agency work. So what is it that they don't want you doing? Ding, ding, ding. They don't want you investing because investing is not making them money. They don't want to invest time and energy into training you to be a traditional real estate agent if you're going to go out and become independently wealthy and create wealth through real estate investing. Now, they might say that they support it and, oh, we love when you do your own real estate investing deals. But let's be real. Their economic model is built for you to continue being their lemming, which also means that typically, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of times what they'll do is their training is going to be geared toward this even in the way that they teach you how to do lead gen, making you do more grunt work lead gen so that they can pull the more what I call low-hanging fruit lead generation techniques for themselves. And I know that's also controversial, but that's exactly how it works in the real world if you looked inside the mind of most real estate brokers. And that's because of the basic economics here. And so this economics was set up for you to be supported they want you to go out and do your own thing because that's not necessarily where all their money's coming from, from you being traditional real estate agent, uh, Jane or Joe. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it was educational. I know it's a bit controversial because, in a way, the vast majority of real estate brokers alive out there are in this model. There's very few in this model, and I basically told every real estate investor in the world to associate with this group. So I'm sure I'll get a little bit of hate comments, but it's the truth. It's real world. You're coming to me for signal. That's what I gave you. All right, well, if you would like to know more about how to become an incredibly effective, incredibly efficient real estate investor, consider my apprentice program where my team and I work directly one-on-one -on -one and we teach people how to become money-making machines, real estate professionals at the highest level. We're not talking about one or two house flips. We're talking about one or two million dollars in house flipping positive net profits.